Elphius Gardner had purchased every one of her papa's debts, and he had given him a very generous three months to find the money. If not, he would take the prize of his choosing. Though it did not say so in words, the meaning of the document and subsequent events were clear. Her papa had unwittingly sold her to the highest bidder. Well, she would not permit such a thing to happen. If even the thought of having to sell his own daughter had not been enough to change his ways, Catherine knew that nothing she could say or do would ever make one iota of difference. When she thought of the fact that he had sold her before he had considered selling their possessions, or even considered taking out a mortgage on their house, told her that her dear papa, the man who had loved her and cared for her, was no more. The man left behind was a selfish drunk, a gambler who rather than gamble his own life away, had gambled hers. Well, she would not stay here and let him do so. She clambered back through the window and raced upstairs to her room, where she began to grab at her clothes and possessions in a misty haze of tears. She was not sure what to do or where to go, but she knew she could not stay here and await the fate laid out for her. And so, bravely, she wiped away her tears, picked up her bags, and walked regally down the grand staircase, as if she was daring anyone to stop her. As she reached the door, she turned and looked at the life-size portrait of her grandpa that hung above the mantel. Grandpa had been a hard man, made bitter by his experiences as a poor boy, turned out of his home. He had always claimed he had done what he had had to do to survive, but to hear Papa tell it, Grandpa had been proud of every time he had cheated or gulled an innocent person along the way. She had believed that Papa was a better man, that he had done things right. Maybe he had, but Papa was not Papa anymore. She had to stop feeling that she was letting him down by trying to save herself. She made her way down the street, not sure where she might go. The evening was cool, but not unpleasant. She walked slowly, trying to think, but her mind kept going off in different directions, making no sense of what was happening around her, to her. She walked and walked, and finally found herself at the entrance of Young's Hotel. She didn't have much money, but she had enough to get herself a room for a few nights while she tried to figure out what to do next, and so she went inside. The lobby was brightly lit, and people were hurrying around with bright smiles upon their faces. A kind gentleman at the desk took her details and gave a large key to a lad hovering behind her. "'Please take this young lady up to room 416,' he said, as the boy took her bags and ushered her away. In minutes, she was inside a luxurious room, with a large bed and a comfortable area in which she would be able to relax, with plush chairs and a table. Newspapers were stacked neatly in a rack, and a bureau stood open with good paper, pens, and ink inside. Exhausted, she collapsed onto the elegant chaise lounge, and smiled warily as the boy put her bags down. "'Would you like me to get one of the maids to help you unpack?' he asked. "'No, I think I would rather to just sleep tonight. Maybe someone could bring me up some chocolate in the morning and assist me then, though I am not sure how long I shall be staying.' He nodded and disappeared. She pulled out her nightgown and washed her face in the large era at the washstand. The bed was delightfully comfortable, and she sank into the pillows, praying she would wake up in the morning and find that it had all been a bad dream. She tossed and turned, fidgeting and wriggling in the hope that if she could get her body position just right, 
then her mind would quiet itself, but it was to no avail. Reluctantly, she got up and pulled on her robe. She took a newspaper from the rack and began to flick through it absentmindedly, but she soon stopped and stared. It was as if she was meant to be here to find this simple paragraph, a paragraph she prayed would change her life. A gentleman of Montana seeks a woman with a view to matrimony. She should be polite and good and not afraid of hard work. The subscriber owns a small business in a small town, but both are growing and he needs a helpmeet. But he also longs for companionship, someone he can enjoy intelligent conversation with. A love of theater and music would be most appreciated. Replies to number 231, The Boston Globe.